thank you for joining us for an episode of All About PR. If you're tuning in for the first time, on this podcast, we speak to experts from the field of PR and communication from across the world and bring you an interesting conversation on the subject every week. Media advocacy is an essential skill that a PR professional must acquire to move up the ladder. This is also what will gain you more influence within the organization you work in and a seat at the table. But do you know how to create a media advocacy program? Where do you start? What issue actually warrants an advocacy program? To help us understand more about media advocacy, we have with us today Bhaskar Majumda, Head Corporate Affairs, Communication and Digital Media, Aegis India. Bhaskar has more than 22 years of strategic communication consulting experience in the field of strategic communication, crisis communication, leadership communication and engagement, public policy, digital, social media outreach, industry body engagement and brand building. He has worked with several leading Indian and global PR agencies in the country, along with managing communications for Indian corporate giants and television channels. We are very glad to have him here with us today. Hi, Bhaskar. Thank you for joining us today on All About PR. Hi, good afternoon. Thanks a lot for having me. Lovely. So before we get started on the subject itself, tell us a little bit more about your journey into PR. And how did you actually arrive at selecting media advocacy as a stream that you wanted to specialize in? So, uh, I mean, I started in long back in 98, 99. Things were very much different those days and now things have become very much different. So advocacy used to be there that time also, but the nature of advocacy nowadays has become very different because right. of the dynamic uh, business environment. Okay. So for the benefit of our audience, can you first help us understand what is media advocacy? So I see media advocacy can differ from campaign to campaign, but it involves key tools like, you know, edit pieces, authored articles, specific third party endorsement, which can actually talk about a particular cause and create some kind of awareness and some kind of positive environment around that particular cause. Sina Bhaskar, you have been in the industry for over two decades. Can you trace the history of advocacy? When did the Indian PR industry and corporate India start recognizing it as a stream and wake up to the power of media advocacy. And yes, how is it perceived in India versus on a global platform? I know I've bunched a lot of questions together. Can we answer them one by one? The advocacy campaigns were there since 98, 99 or since 95. Things have changed because of two, two, three different things. One, the emergence of new media, new age media, which is social media as well as online media that has impacted and that has created a complete paradigm shift towards how advocacy used to happen earlier and now. And in terms of international arena, Indian advocacy campaigns nowadays are almost at par with the campaigns which is happening worldwide. Again, thanks to internet and various social media tools and other. So things have changed. Earlier, it used to be very media-centric. Now it has got a lot many other aspects like connecting with RWS or state governments, but again, via media. Via media. So you, are you telling me that it is still very media-heavy? No, it actually depends. I mean, see, it depends on what type of cause, what type of brand is, you know, planning to have an advocacy campaign. Uh, not yeah. necessarily that, you know, media will be the only tool. But yeah, media plays an important and critical tool because it reaches out to the masses and it can actually reach out to all the stakeholders. Interesting. So how does brand advocacy differ from issues advocacy versus corporate advocacy? I understand there is a differentiation between all of them. Can you shed more light on this? Brand advocacy or issue advocacy are, are completely different. When there is, I mean, any company which is, you know, planning for a brand advocacy, there is a direct link to a specific brand. 
an internal audience or the employees of that particular brand or the company becomes part of the campaign. Whereas issue advocacy will focus on specific issues which may or may not have direct impact on any particular brand, but mm. both will have both will have different messaging, campaign ideas, time frame. So I mean, case in point, a tower issue for a telecom company is more of issue advocacy because it's not impacting any any particular telecom company. Okay. All the telecom companies are want and they have to address the tower issue because that's for the common health for the industry. Right. So issue advocacy will be very much different than brand advocacy. Same a, a Cadbury issue or a Maggie issue will be more of a brand related you know advocacy. So can you give us an example that will illustrate within a company the difference between brand issues and corporate advocacy? I understood from the previous examples about issues, about brand. Hmm. Can you give us an hmm. example about corporate advocacy? So I'll, I'll give you an example. I'll not name the company. There is one telecom company which has seen too many people going at the top. Now, a, a advocacy program to, you know, reach out to the stakeholder as well as the customers that, you know, the company is in stable hand and the management is stable is something which will be more of a corporate advocacy. And the same company, when they're dealing with a tower issue, will become an issue advocacy. And the same company, when they're talking about various service offerings and other benefits which the company is offering, will become more of a brand advocacy. So on the whole, all the three advocacy outreach programs will have a direct or indirect impact on the company and its business. But in terms of uh, these three different things, uh, the messaging will be a bit different. Obviously, the stakeholders or the target audience will be a bit different and, and the messaging has to be customized accordingly. Interesting. So tell me in this year specifically, because this year seems to be a, be a game changer for a lot of verticals within the industry. Has yeah. been one for media advocacy as well? I'm assuming the answer is yes. And can you talk yes. about a very interesting campaign that caught your eye for each of these different kinds of advocacies? So the case in point is uh, the government's outreach to the citizens uh, fighting COVID, starting Arigyasuthi is something which I think is is a very good tool to you know reach out to people to advocate that why you should wear mask, why you have to wash your hands. So it's, it's a classic example which is ongoing and it's going well. I mean, it's reaching right. to the people. So multiple campaigns like this are going on and I'm sure that because of COVID issue, the scenario has changed and advocacy programs will also see a little bit of change from all your days. Absolutely. So coming back to you know your experience in this entire industry, I want to understand from you, you know, when did you see Indian industry take media advocacy very seriously? What was that moment or was there an incident? Was there a particular campaign that woke everybody else up? I think, you know, see, as I said earlier, advocacy campaigns were always there since 1995. But I think starting from 2000, 2003, the change of business environment, international players coming into India, emergence of social media as a tool. All these factors combined, I think advocacy programs have seen a huge change, especially from the corporate sides. So how does a company decide on what cause to advocate? Or is it always something that benefits the brand? It's, it's actually depends on in company to company, their nature of business, the industry they are in. There may be organization which may not have any plan for any advocacy program. And there can be organizations which may have multiple campaigns going on. The approach of a B2B company or a B2C company or even a FMCG company or a consulting house may have right. different requirements. Right. So in general, the cause, if not directly, may have an indirect impact on the business of the organization. Okay, so let's come to PR now. So where do you see advocacy fitting into that entire PR cycle? How does it impact or what is the impact that it creates on a PR campaign? 
See, nowadays the client's comments are very different than earlier. Things have moved from mundane product launches to addressing issues which have direct impact on client's business. So things have changed and things have changed for good. I think uh, the industry has seen a lot of changes in terms of the campaigns happening now vis-a-vis which used to happen earlier. It's more to do with the business environment. Absolutely. So what are the changes that you've seen happening in advocacy, you know, the approach towards advocacy this year? See, the earlier, especially the agencies of the Corporate Commission Department for any organization, whenever they used to plan for any kind of advocacy program, uh, 60 to 70% focus of the campaigns used to be media. Now, depending on the nature of the business, there are multiple tools, multiple avenues one can explore, like tying up with a industry body or a pressure group or NGO or maybe connecting with the RWS. So it depends on, on the nature of the business. But in seven to eight years back, as I said, the advocacy program purely used to be, you know, media related. Nowadays, there are different avenues and different aspects to it. Absolutely. So social media, I'm assuming, would have kind of been a boon to the entire advocacy drive. Is that your opinion or has it been more of a pain rather than a boon? No, no. I mean, it is a huge impact. You know, I still remember there used to be a time when there used to be a print news followed by online news of the same thing. And then there used to be a tweet. Now things have changed. Now there is a tweet and then there is online news. And then the next day you go to get the newspaper to read. So the news travels fast. It's more of real time. So, I mean, emergence of social media is another impact. Anyone and everyone is a party to your issues and problems. So they have a huge impact. And I think the impact, I mean, Having social media as well as online news, which is real time, is good for the industry also. Absolutely, I completely agree. So, you know, when let's say a PR professional wants to get started in advocacy, how does how one get started in it? See, first of all, it's not a very easy job. It takes time to understand and get results. First of all, anyone who wants to get into any advocacy program, one has to keep in mind that you need right. a lot of time to understand, formulate, and also to get results. There is a lot of time. Second, okay. clarity of thought. Understanding of the subject matter, continuous reading, maybe general newspaper, case studies, pieces, networking, this all help. This all help. Okay. So if, if you move into the corporate communication team, where does advocacy fit in? Is it included in the department? Is it a separate function or is it just entrusted to one team member? So it actually depends company to company, the nature of business, end customer, product and services. If the company is a B2B company or a B2C company. They may have different structures. Indian MNCs or international MNCs may have different requirements, which generally decides the team structure. But if you ask me, in ideal situation, it should be part of the corporate government. As most of the time, the tools or messaging, they are almost similar or overlapping. But yeah, in advocacy, you need to have strong legal advice from the legal team also. As I said, depends on company to company. But if you ask me personally, it should be within the corporate team only. That brings in an interesting question. Which one do you think is taking a lead in advocacy? Is it, and rather who's better suited to handle it? Would it be the agency, the PR agency or the corporate communication department? I think both are equally important. At the end of the day, the understanding of that particular subject matter or the issue, the understanding of it with the Copcom team far better than the agency because the agency professionals will be working on multiple brands and their focus on one particular issue or the understanding of a particular cost may take time because they're not in the of the business. But when it comes to the outreach, the corporate education department is not capable of reaching out to all the stakeholders at all times. And their expertise of the PR agency or the PR professionals comes in. See, I have, I have worked in both agency side, both corporate side. Both of them has to work hand to hand to have a 
that and make sure that they are the only people that the client reaches out to or the brand reaches out to for anything to do with advocacy what is it that they need to include in their team to be able to do that and not outreach platform see first they need to have certain people who have got very good understanding of policy issues understanding of bureaucracy how central government or state government works multiple things mm-hmm. has to be you know built in in house because reaching out to that stakeholders is a tool which it's not a easy job but still it can be managed understanding the subject matter and advising the client on critical issues is something which the client will actually look rather than the execution part for execution i think there are multiple agencies which are there but if some specific agency has to you know champion on the cause of advocacy i right. think understanding of the subject matter is something which is very very and like you mentioned understanding of the subject matter can only be done by accumulating information through various mediums to be able to do that right to start with yes but in due course of time when a particular agency has handled multiple advocacy programs then you know solutions or the understanding comes very easily and naturally because we are already networked in the fraternity and you always have a always have multiple case studies to refer to to your own so to start with obviously yes but in due course of time it becomes much easier to understand mm-hmm. a subject matter and formulate some kind of campaign ideas absolutely so you know take us through the nuts and bolts of it how does a brand get started on advocacy right from figuring out how to identify a cause or an issue that they would like to support so that ultimately i believe all of this has to tie in back to their brand reputation right so how, how does it yes. start it on advocacy see it uh, depends on the uh, organization if it's a b2b company or a b2c company or if it's a strategy company they have multiple issues which have a direct or indirect impact to their businesses so when it comes to organization you know identifying those issues identification of the key stakeholders which are critical to the company and the core messaging are the three things the organization has to think of once that is done then i think the most important part is creating the right team when i say right team it's it's a combination of the corporate communication team as well as the agency and then one can have multiple interactions multiple discussions multiple meetings to formulate what kind of campaign idea should be there how mm. to reach out to each stakeholders how the core messaging has to be customized to suit different stakeholders what kind of time frame should be there for campaigns and finally what kind of desired outcome one is looking for you know, setting desired outcomes that's an interesting point that you mentioned all the setting desired outcomes is very essential so in a media advocacy program how does one define the measurement metrics see this is this is a question which has been asked for the last 20 years and no one has got any specific answer to it okay. but yeah but when you see that one is that you are pursuing certain journalists to write edit pieces or write taking author articles or maybe getting third party you know endorsement for a particular cause but when you see that the publication houses or the media houses are doing the same thing i mean getting edit pieces or author articles without your intervention is something then you realize that if I, I, we have been able to showcase a particular cause which the media houses or the journalists are easily and naturally taking it forward so and that is one benchmark one can think of second if those news articles have a impact on bureaucrats or any any policy related issue then again it can be the second way of understanding if the campaign thought of the media advocacy is going well but apart from this uh, to be very frank number of articles or uh, kind of articles the easy way to understand if the if the campaign is successful or not on ground maybe one can get 100 articles but if if the cause is still there and people are not aligning to the particular cause then then i think complete campaign gets lost both are very valid ways of judging the success of a particular campaign but what is your preferred method of figuring out 
whether a campaign has been successful or not. See, to be very frank, you know, once anyone is planning for any particular campaign, there are core messaging, there are customized messaging to suits each stakeholder. Right. And if if any article or any edit piece or any panel discussion or any you know webinar is capturing at least forty to fifty percent of my key messaging, I think my my campaign has got that that boost or that it's getting noticed. Now, how it's going to impact largely on the campaign and, and outcome will be perfectly all right is something one can discuss on. But I think if if the messaging is getting covered by various media houses in a proper way, and as I said, 60 to 70% of the messaging is there, then I think a little bit of success is already there. And then one can think of that, what one has to change in due course of time. See, I'll tell you what, I mean, unfortunately for COVID, a lot of newspapers, they reduced their pages. A few newspapers decided that they will not have their edit pages. And they will be taking a very limited number of authored articles now when the outlets are less then you know the, right. the possibility of getting your voice or getting your campaign focus in various various media outlets become much more difficult so you know this year has been really harsh on the media industry with a lot of print publications going bust going online merging supplements and not to mention the journalists with layoffs being the norm and the job security pretty much a dream right now I'm sure it has impacted how you plan out a media advocacy program as well. So tell me, how has it impacted the media advocacy vertical, especially since media is a crucial part of it? But on the other hand, the emergence of online media, uh, it has helped because getting a particular story in, say, ET online is much easier than getting it in ET frame. But again, it's a, it's a mixed bag of things. In earlier time, I, I still remember whenever there is any particular story in any publication house which gets misquoted, there is always a rejoinder which comes the next day. Now, with online right. media, it's very difficult. If there is something something misinterpreted in, in an online version, where do you get your uh, rejoinder in? So, so both, I mean, the, the industry is seeing a huge change from print to online, and I'm sure that in, in another two to three years of time, online will be much bigger than print. But one cannot ignore print media at all. So it's a mixed bag of things. Understood. So, but has there been a change in orientation for professionals running media advocacy program? Has there been any fundamental orientation change? See, five to six years back, whenever there was to be any campaign idea or any campaign thought, social media was not the prominent tool one one used to use. Now, I think whenever there is any thought for any campaign idea, social media comes first. Then other mediums which have been explored earlier, you know, right. getting a hold in or a Bashtu center or a, uh, getting a message in radio or a print ad or maybe an edit piece or maybe a panel discussion was, was much more important when it comes to advocacy. But with COVID, with emergence of social media and real time, I think things have changed. Now, social media gets prominent importance in tools which, which are generally used by any advocacy program. Absolutely. It has been a game changer for a lot of people within the industry as well. Can you help our audiences with a couple of examples of media advocacy programs that you have run and that have had huge impact on the brand that you are working for? Okay. So I'll be, I'll not be taking name of the brand, but in year 2001, 2003, I was managing a brand which is into CNG buses. And that was the time when Delhi government decided that they will have CNG buses because of the pollution level in Delhi. But unfortunately, there are some technical defects and a few of the buses broke down while commute or 
there were certain fire issues with the CNG buses. So the company as well as the state government you know, thought of you know, activating some kind of advocacy program which will do more to uh, create awareness of the pollution level and the need for CNG buses and CNG being the safe and clean fuel compared to say diesel or a petrol. Now while um, I know the campaign was going on promoting these causes, uh, meanwhile the company and their subsidiaries, they changed technical aspects of the vehicle and after the first three months the second quarter was more on focusing on the safety features of the bus. so that is one campaign i have worked on i was working for a industry body which was trying to promote vehicular pollution is not the only pollution which is causing pollution in delhi there are a lot of other aspects a lot of other industries which are party to it and promoting that in the vehicular pollution is just minuscule part of the entire pollution chain you know it must have been a really tough one i remember the cn buses one but the second one which you're talking about vehicular pollution that must have been a very tough one to do because i'm sure you faced a lot of resistance from media not wanting to admit to this i mean there was different section of media which agreeing to the fact there's different set of media which are not agreeing to the fact and it's, it's always easier to blame a brand rather than getting into the root cause of a particular issue but yeah i mean as i said there was a third party research which was done along with the state government we showed that very minuscule part of vehicle pollution is there in terms of the chain of other pollutants so when once you have you know ready made data in hand and obviously the government is also endorsing it it becomes easier than earlier when people is always blame the big brands as cause for pollution interesting and the third example you were mentioning i'm talking about the telecom tower there is always been this safety hazard or safety thought about from the citizens that you know telecom towers are not good for health now fortunately unfortunately with covid situation you know, everyone has to depend on internet my son who is studying in school with me who is doing virtual meetings so the importance of internet and the importance of telecom tower has come across something which you cannot ignore uh, the advocacy program to uh, reach out to say rwas or pressure groups to make them understand that you know this kind of a necessity evil and this cannot be ignored unless you don't want to in a scenario where you don't want to have real time news or need real time help on your work it will become very difficult so that is another advocacy program which i work interesting so while we learn a lot from success we also learn i think more from failures can you tell us about couple of media advocacy fails that have happened in your career so i'll not get into much into details of that but uh, i was just working on uh, one particular program which was trying to promote diesel being the safest fuel the issue was that there was no specific data or convincing data to prove that because of lack of good data which proves that issue is good cause or not getting too many third party people who were ready to endorse it so the issues which i faced while implementing what particular campaign okay your top 3 challenges in the field that you faced for from the agency side i think creating core messaging or identifying right stakeholder is is still something one can work on thinking of good campaign ideas is is something generally i'm not talking about agency on the whole but maybe i was struggling a bit when whenever there was any kind of campaign which has been thought so core messaging or identifying right audience getting the right tools in or planning for what kind of desired outcome we can have are things which are much more easier than thinking of specific campaign ideas reaching out right. to specific stakeholders that is something which i think everyone struggles on right. and how does this differ when you move to the corporate side from the corporate side there are already multiple programs or campaigns which are going on it's very easy to you know dovetail and you know connect and reconnect with different programs which are already going on 
and i think the hurdle for the agency side is also because of one thing that they don't understand or they have not been given proper information that what are the campaigns or what are the previous campaigns the company has already implemented because much more easier for the copcom guy because he's sitting with a mine of information for the last 10 years so it's right. easier for him to connect with different causes so for him thinking of a particular campaign will be much more easier if it takes reference to various other campaigns with the marketing guys are doing or the sales guys are doing or the hr guys are doing and then connecting one already on ground campaign which is going on with a new campaign absolutely i'm assuming just by the virtue of being there and being a part of the system for quite some time he or she might have more information as compared to the agency person completely agree also to add you know the copcom guy has been privileged to meet up with the senior management of the company so the thought process of the senior management of any particular company comes very handy when you are thinking of code messaging or thinking of any campaign idea unfortunately for the agency side they don't get to more you know audience of the senior management of a company on a regular basis absolutely i think if more senior management is involved and they share inputs and insights with the pr team the pr team will just get better and better at it it would just make it a much more fruitful association and a happier one at that on that note can you share with us your top 3 career learnings so you know getting the perfect messaging or co messaging or maybe identifying the right target audience or the time frame uh, is much more easier in terms of you know planning and getting it done but when it comes to implementation especially interacting with the other stakeholders rather than media there are a lot of lot of hurdles lot of new issues which comes over for a corporate communication professional or for the agency professional reaching out to the media to convince them on on a particular edit piece or maybe a authored article or to carry a third party endorsement is still easier to do but when it comes to you know interacting with a rwa creating a paper uh, for the rwa to make them understand for a particular cause which will be very different than you know writing a edit piece or a or a authored article or a, or even a press release the language has to be simple there has to be a connect that paper has to have some kind of connect with uh, that particular rwa and the people staying over there so these are things which becomes much more challenging on ground which people cannot foresee when they are actually you know planning for the campaigns so you know coming from my experience of last 22 years there are a lot of campaigns or advocacy campaigns i have i have worked on most of them have been successful few of them not been that much successful but a few things which i have learned you know at certain times you you have to work on certain causes or certain advocacy programs which as a person you may not relate to or you may not agree with but being a professional uh, on the field and as as you know as pr professionals or communication professionals are professions like lawyers so once you have taken a client or if taken a particular cause you have to work on it whether you you agree to that particular subject matter or not so this is something which i i mean in in multiple cases i i have personally figured it out that i may not be convinced myself that you know i'm i'm doing the right campaign to project or create awareness about one particular cause but being a professional as i said earlier one has to get it done and one has to get it done with utmost care and sincerity so being a professional there are times when you are on that edge of the shore that it's about your values or the client's benefit but as i said as a professional work has to go on so these are the challenges i have faced multiple times but somehow i have managed it okay but you know that's an interesting point that you bring up you know while in pr you have to be very mindful about what you are projecting and who you are representing the tussle between the inner self and the outer world is a very real one and i'm sure many professionals struggle with it but in media advocacy the stakes are even higher 
Personally, I believe that you should align yourself to causes you believe in and can be passionate about. That is what media and the audiences at large resonate with. But I would like you to answer, how do you balance self and profession? I think I think it's a professional call. I mean, uh, fortunately, unfortunately, we're in a profession where you have to end up managing multiple issues you may agree or you may not agree with. As I said, as I gave you an example of lawyers, it's pure uh, being professional. I mean, when I'm working for a particular uh, campaign or advocacy campaign for any particular point or maybe for my own company, one has to rest aside those prejudices and one has to think about the success of the campaign. I mean, one can always talk about it later on at a different platform altogether. But when you are being a professional and managing one particular thing, one has to be very particular about the success of that particular campaign. I think it's a very deep-rooted dilemma that all of us always struggle with. Yeah, I'll give you an example. There are a lot of, uh, lot of agencies which has taken this decision of not working for any alcohol company or tobacco company or any meat processing company. Right. So I think, I mean, there is a good start about uh, from the agency side of not getting into things which they have to manage and they will not be very happy about it. So things may change. It's, it's a personal choice and it's a professional choice for everyone, every professional, every agency to take. Starting shots. I think reading and learning is something which will always help you immensely. It's the absolute basics. Yeah, it's absolute. It's the absolute basic and it is, I think it is, it is a start and end of every campaign. If you don't read, if you don't keep on learning, uh, the campaign may get loses focus in the middle of the campaign. On Second, reading edit pieces, author articles, case studies, which are successful case studies, play a very critical role in understanding different subject matter. I, you know, I think Hindu publishes this book, which, which contains the entire years of edited pieces in one book. They have got, I think, three to four volumes. If someone is uh, seriously into advocacy programs and get into uh, seriously into uh, various campaigns, I think this books from Hindu is good read because they talk about multiple uh, different causes, multiple thought processes, starting from bureaucracy to academic academia to consulting houses to NGOs to the RWS. See, at the end of the day, for any campaign, as I said earlier, creating a core message or identifying the right audience, identifying the right time frame is still something which one can work on. But when it comes to campaign ideas, which is very specific to those campaigns, is something one has to think of. Now, for those campaign ideas, it's preferred that one has to read case studies of the edit pieces or the Hindu book I talked about. This actually helps. And also critical thinking, that is also important. Brilliant. I am definitely going to pick up this book from the Hindu. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Bhaskar. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was lovely. Thanks a lot. In the podcast. Pleasure. So that was Bhaskar Majumda giving us an insight into media advocacy. I hope you enjoyed the session as much as I did. I know I learned a lot. Would like to give a shout out to the good folks at PRPOI. This episode was brought to you via a special arrangement with them. Thank you again for tuning in today and we will see you next week for another interesting conversation from the world of communications.